1: On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have the Minnesota Vikings game preview. We're going to break down the Minnesota Vikings offense and their defense. And we also have our live game predictions and bowl predictions, all in episode 139 of the Pride Podcast. <laughs>
0: Tries to go up in a pull. The lions have got it. They took it away. So oh, how big is that? Got looks looks low slow deep middle. Oh, Kenny Gowls and that's
2: outstanding. That is outstanding. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast. Episode 139 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Indeed.com. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my main guy, as always, Malcolm, man. How are you doing today?
1: Woo, man. I'm doing great.
2: No doing Pierre back to back episodes.
1: But yeah, man. That's, that's unfortunate, man. And, you know, Pierre is really
2: big on these episodes. Yeah. This the, is these preview
1: episodes. Man. This is his bread and butter, man. So we're going we're gonna to try to hold down the fork for. We'll Pierre, man.
2: Yeah, so I'm on backup duties right now. I am the Chase Daniels, and I think that's actually a very good segue to get into our next topic that we need to talk about. So yes, the Lions are playing the Vikings this Sunday, but there was more important stuff happening this week with the Detroit Lions, and that's our quarterback Matthew Stafford being placed on COVID-19 list. So oh we have a, no. So we have a potential backup quarterback this Sunday. We have me, the backup guy, reading the opposing team's list. So we're, this is oh. a bunch of backups right now.
1: Oh, God. Oh.
2: I think we should get into that. But there is some good news with that, Matthew Stafford. What's, what's the or,
1: Please tell me something good with this, man.
2: So supposedly, according to his wife, Kelly Stafford, he apparently has not tested positive for COVID-19. He's tested negative back-to-back days, including today, the day this recording, Thursday, and yesterday, Wednesday. So with that being said, he's never tested positive, but he was in high risk of getting COVID-19 with a a supposedly coming close contact with someone who did test positive, not in the Lions organization, by the way. But so if Matthew Stafford remains asymptomatic and remains testing negative for COVID-19 by Sunday, the Lions could fly a a private jet, to minnesota and he could start this sunday potentially but he needs to test negative every day from now to sunday we've already had two negative tests and he says he's feeling fine so there's a potential possibility matthew stafford is a go on sunday versus the vikings
1: that's 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 really great news man
2: yeah the only bad news i guess you could say from that he will not be able to practice with the team this week so game planning, practice, with the team in person, practice, practice. Yeah, if you want to pull the Allen Iverson, you talk about, cool. about practice, man. Practice. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a veteran. This is a division game, so we talk about practice. We talk about practice. Yeah, so I I take Matthew Stafford with no <laughs> practice than any quarterback that's on our roster right now.
1: Not, no not the game,
2: not yeah. the game, but we talking about practice. Yeah, we're talking about practice. <laughs> 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 Allen, Iver- Allen Iverson's one of your favorite players, isn't he? Yeah, I mean him. He's up there. He's up there. It's actually T Mac. I T-Mac. know T Mac's here. Here, I know AI is up there for you. You always talk. Yeah, AI, yeah, about yeah. AI. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's that. And the Lions also plays Jared Davis on COVID 19 list. And obviously, Jared Davis is not as a, as a significant piece as Matthew Stafford on the team. But I mean, <laughs> take it for what it is. <laughs> you know, it's so messed up, man. Because nobody got- really gave a shit. That's I'm saying. Nobody's like giving updates <laughs> on Jared Davis.
0: Like, did oh, he actually test no.
2: positive, or did is he, just he okay? Have, yeah, like I, nobody
1: knows. You know what, hey, yo, JD. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if you tune in, but I'm literally seriously concerned.
2: No, like it's just kind of like, I understand he's the quarterback, Matthew Stafford, and like, and I know he's more important to the team. I understand it, but like. You know you, you expect to hear some maybe report on Jared Davis like I don't even know if he tested positive or he just came close in contact with someone like Matthew yeah, Stafford mm-hmm. I know everything was happened with him but yeah. Jared Davis I don't know a lick about what's going on with Jared Davis like I could he play this Sunday I don't even know because if he tested positive he can't play this Sunday but if he's just close contact with somebody and he tests negative like Stafford he could play this Sunday but like I don't know. Nobody knows yeah. what's going on with Jared Davis. It's like he's essentially dead at this point.
1: Maybe, he's, don't, don't say that. <laughs> I feel like the way they're treating it, it's like he's like irrelevant. Well, I don't think I don't know if he is in the same situation because I mean it would make sense for them to say Stafford is eligible to play and Jared Davis. If they test negative, but nobody, they, they never combined them. They never said them as a duo. They never did anything, but I don't know. For some reason, I think his situation might be different.
2: Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Whatever it is, I hope the best for Jared and well, hope you, he gets through. Let it. me let me
1: ask you a question. How was your first, what was your first reaction
2: when you heard the news? To Stafford or Jared Davis? St- <laughs> Jared Davis, you didn't give a shit. I already know. Stafford. I mean, I, mean I was like a little concerned, you know, because I, I actually like get concerned like when anybody in NFL gets COVID 19 because, you know, you just don't want to see facilities shut down and whatnot. So I did care, obviously. But That's no, when I saw plan. the staff, yeah, when I saw the Stafford thing, I mean, like, oh, oh, shoot. Um, we're not having our quarterback play this Sunday because the initial report was he, I guess, tested positive for COVID 19. And if that was the case, He can't play. If he tests positive, he can't play this week because there's protocols where he has to be quarantined and whatnot, and he can't play. So I'm like, oh, Chase Daniels and David Blau are going to be our active QBs on Sunday versus the Vikings and a must-win game. I wasn't feeling confident. I wasn't. So actually the first thing I thought of was you know, the people that like criticize us for not liking the Chase Daniel signing in the offseason and people saying oh he could win you a game if needed yeah I mean like this is and I love how those same people were the same people shit in their pants right now like they'd be like oh my god Stafford's not playing but like when it, it came back in March when we signed Chase Daniel they're like oh he could win us a game if Stafford needs to miss a game due to an injury or whatnot." not shit but like now, like it's different. Like, oh, Chase, uh, like it's like, oh, we're done. Season's over. Matthew Stafford's not playing. But I don't know. I was worried. I was concerned.
1: Man. It, my, oh, shit. What happened when I when I first heard the news? I was still at work. <laughs> and I was on the phone with a client. And I just paused. And as I just kept hearing the client say, hello? Hello? And like everything would just stop. Like, I was just like, <laughs> like it was like it was like it was like flashbacks of last year were like waking up to the news of Saffron was out bro it was like that same feeling bro like it was terrible yeah I took the I took the news back I took I took it it, it. it was rough for me it was a rough it was rough but hearing that and knowing that he has a chance to play and he's in good health and he's healthy the kids are healthy the wife is healthy you know everybody's in good spirits Made me feel a lot better, so that you know, just want to put that out there.
2: So yeah, and definitely something to still monitor for this this game as we get closer to game day, just to see because the lines do have to fly out modern private jet, which is not gonna be a problem, obviously, because he's Matthew Stafford. But you know, you just gotta hope he tests negative, and you know, he's just feeling well in these next couple of days, and he's good to go on Sunday but versus the that Vikings. Must,
1: that must be rough for the family, man. I can't picture my kids like right now getting tested for COVID. No, like, my little, like my little one, like my four-year-old, my yeah. little one. I, c- I can't picture them having to get tested. His whole family, his kids and everybody had to get tested. That's just, that's just rough, man.
2: Yeah, no, it's – I actually, like, my niece and nephew had to go through that. And, like, they're very little. And, like, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's – it's, it, yeah. I mean, I wasn't there. But, like, just hearing about it is on tough. Obviously, like, they're so little and young. So uh, that's enough about the COVID-19 situation what's going on. I thought it was a very interesting topic, obviously, because it's dealing with our quarterback. So, something that we had to talk about. I mean, was that more important than what was going on (laughs) instead of this week? (laughs) The big election? No. um, Yeah. Let's not get into that. But, like, didn't it take, like, a big toll? Like, it, like, made you almost forget about the election. When you saw Matthew Stafford, like, the tweet come up, you're like, Screw this election. Screw everything that's going on around the world right now. Oh,
1: yeah. Nothing else mattered right now. Yeah. No, when, like, nothing, I out, when I thought about no, Stafford, nothing else mattered, bro.
2: Nothing mattered at that time.
1: <laughs> Kanye could have been voted. He could have won the president. And I wouldn't have gave a shit. Nobody
2: like it wouldn't have mattered.
1: mattered. It wouldn't have mattered at that moment.
2: Yeah. And, and like it was heating up around that time. But like no, like in Lions, you know, fandom, like nobody cared. <laughs> yeah, that, was, yeah,
1: that was crazy, man.
2: All right. Let's get into this injury report, and then we'll break down the Minnesota Vikings offense versus Detroit Lions defense, and then we'll do the other way around, and we'll do our predictions, and you guys know the deal by now. So I'll read off the Minnesota Vikings injury report. First off, we're going to start off with corner Cam Dantzler. He did not practice with a concussion. Mark Fields the second is dealing with a chest injury. He hasn't participated the last two days in practice. Holton Hill is dealing with a foot injury, did not participate the last two days in practice. Another corner. And then Harrison Hand is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's been limited the last couple of days. And then Jan- Dan Chisna has been dealing with a hip injury. He's been limited the last couple of days. Fullback CJ Ham is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's been full participant the last couple of days. And Adam Thielen is dealing with the shoulder as well. He's been a full participant the last couple of days as well. So the Vikings are pretty healthy for the most part, besides for a couple corners. But for the most part, they a are pretty... corners isn't that their starting corners? Cam danceler is. Holton Hill is not a starter.
1: Not a starter. Okay.
2: But Cam Dansler is a starter.
1: Yeah. All right. So going to the Detroit Lions injury report to start it off with wide receiver Jamal Agnew. He has a rib injury. He did not participate in practice. Our star wide receiver Kenny Galladay, as they would say. Um. He has a hip injury. He did not participate in practice. Safety Tracy Walker did not participate in practice today. Joe Dahl, our guard, did not participate in practice today. He had a back injury. Taylor Decker was limited in practice today. Christian Jones has a knee injury. He was limited in practice today. Daryl Roberts has a hip and groin injury. He was limited in practice today. Danny Shelton, he had a wrist injury. He was limited in practice today. Desmond True had to hamstring, still bothering him. Hamstring injury. He was limited in practice today. Halaputi Vitae. Like nice. I said that right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he has a foot injury. He did not participate in practice today. And TJ Hawkinson was a full participant today, but he was limited in practice yesterday with a toe injury. So man, this is a pretty long list. Are you are you concerned by this list or
2: yeah, he should be. And I take that back. Colton Hill is a starter, so I'm sorry, I, I I messed that up. Yeah, he is a starter. So yeah, two starters on the injury report. But yeah, on the Lions side, God I damn, mean, I mean yeah.
1: Jamal Agnew, Kenny Galladay, Tracy Walker. I mean Taylor Decker was limited, but these are guys who didn't participate. Joe, Joe Dahl, Dahl yeah, Joe Dahl, Tracy Walker, Kenny Galladay, and Jamal Agnew. What the fuck are we going to do?
2: Yeah, and you remember how – I don't know if we said this on or off air, but, like, you remember how we were saying, like, how healthy the Detroit Lions are and we were, like, raving about it. But then I, I think I said this could all change in one week.
1: Yep. And look, okay. what, look what happened. It all changed. And exact, so, is this your fault?
2: Did you jinx us? I don't know. I might have. But I thought – <laughs> like, I might have been the jinx. Yeah, like, it was just, like – what's his name? I don't know if you read it. It was Justin Rogers. He wrote a story about how the Lions have been fumbled the ball before the Colts came. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank, thank you, Justin. So – yeah. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Justin. Yeah. So,
2: there's man, that. So, maybe maybe I did. This no, It's tough, these, man. These are some big injuries. And we have to mention Trey Flowers. He's on IR. Trey so. Flowers is
1: on IR. But, I mean, again, like we talked about last episode, I, I feel confident in um, Everson Griffin.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'm not really too, too down about yeah. that. I'm more I mean, down about the Kenny Galladay, Tracy Jamal Walk. Agnew, Tracy Walker.
2: Shit. Like mainly like Galladay and Tracy Walker Because we've seen the offense The first two weeks without Kenny Galladay It was disgusting, it was nasty So that's not good Tracy Walker means Will Harris steps in That's not good (laughs) Joe Dahl Like he's a good player But I like the Lions offensive line Even when he wasn't out there honestly With maybe just shifting Big V back to guard And having Terrell Crosby go back to tackle So that's not bad that's not worst case scenario. Jamal Agnew, I mean, he's been like whatever this year. You could always put a guy like D- Danny Amendola in that situ- in that position. So that's not a big drop off either. I know he does punts, but you gonna do kick returns? Kick returns would probably be Marvin Hall. That'll be that's interesting. That's what actually happened. Remember when Agnew got ruled out in that Colts game? Marvin Hall was the kick. He returner. Was the, he was the kick returner. So. Okay. I assume Marvin Hall steps into that kick returner role, roll, and then Dola takes over the punt returning due to his Damn. effect. Because, I, I mean, right now it's looking like Agnew's not going to be able to go. Two, two straight days with no participants in practice. So, not a good sign.
1: Not Never a good sign.
2: And then Galladay already had the report from and Rappaport that he might miss a couple weeks, and he's already basically ruled out for this week. So, yeah, um, that's a lot. And then Tracy Walker. Yeah, that's, that's a big loss, too. He hasn't been playing... The best football the last couple of weeks, but still, I mean, I I like his chances better than our depth, I'll say. I won't even say the guy's name, but I already said his name earlier in the podcast. But yeah, that's a tough injury report. Yeah, it is. Next man up. Yeah, I guess. Next man up. Let's read off this Minnesota Vikings offense now. So the Vikings offense is led by Kirk Cousins and company quarterback who picked up a win actually last week. So there's that. At wide receiver, they have Justin Jefferson, the rookie. has been playing outstanding. Adam Thielen's also had a really good year. He's playing well for the Vikings at receiver. Not really losing a step without Stephon Diggs this year, even though the team has not been playing all that well. Chad Beebe is their nickel receiver. He's okay. Solid receiver. He... He was the guy when he made his debut promoted from the practice squad. I don't know if you remember. He gave a little shimmy to Darius Slay and got a nice first down. I don't know if you remember that, but. Nobody run-
1: cares. Nobody <laughs> cares about that.
2: I was playing. Go ahead, man. <laughs> at running back, Delvin Cook, obviously, one of the top running backs in the league. He's playing out of his mind right now. He returned from an injury and had a four touchdown game against the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, Delvin Cook's an explosive back, obviously. His backup is Alexander Madison. We we know about him too. Another kind of we can say Delvin Cook Jr. He's like a knockoff version of Delvin Cook. He's he's explosive. He has an explosive. He's big. He's a solid running back as well. Tight ends, you got Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith. Irv Smith is you know one of those athletic receiving tight ends. Someone that we both liked coming out of the draft process last year coming out of Bama. So he's been okay for them. Offensive line is. That's okay in Minnesota. You got Riley Reef at left tackle. You guys remember Riley, Riley Reef? Riley, Riley,
1: Riley, 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 Riley.
2: <laughs> then you got Dakota Dozier at left guard. He's kind of had a down year. At center, you got Garrett Bradbury. He was their pick in 2019. He's actually had a pretty nice sophomore year. So there's that. And then at right guard, they're starting the rookie Ezra Cleveland from Boise State. And then a right tackle, they got Brian O'Neill. So that is the Minnesota Vikings offense on paper. Those are their starters. So, Malcolm, now you're looking at this Minnesota Vikings offense. You're looking at this Detroit Lions defense. What's something the Detroit Lions defense need to prioritize going into this game? Calvin Cook. That's not even a question, I think.
1: Calvin <laughs> Cook. I mean, you got to stop this guy. He gets everything rolling. If If he's rolling, I'm not sure anybody watched the game last week. But he completely des- single handedly destroyed the Green Bay Packers. Kirk Cousins didn't even have to do much. I think Kirk Cousins threw a total of 14 that's passes. It. 14 passes. Stafford never had a a game like that in his career. Don't you know, anybody know that? Stafford never threw a game where he only had to throw 14 passes. That's insane. Um, that's just when you know your running game is clicking. <laughs> you know, they're running up and down. Up and down the field yesterday, uh yesterday, last week. And you have to stop Delvin Cook. If you stop him, you force Cousins to throw more. And you force Cousins to throw more, you have greater opportunities for him to make a mistake. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 the game plan. For, I mean, stop Delvin
2: Cook. So obviously Delvin Cook is one of the top running backs in the league. That's not even a question. But a question. you can't you can't underestimate these re- receivers as well. Justin Jefferson's had a really good year as a rookie. And then Adam Thielen's Adam Thielen, very good receiver. So what should the Lions do on that part? You know, because you're going to ampt- amplify am- – I can't even speak. You're going to prioritize stopping the run. Yeah. So what should we do with this with this receiving game?
1: Trust your receivers. Just Trust so, your receivers. I mean, trust, so trust, your, yeah, receivers. trust your secondary. Sec- trust your secondary. But you, you got to stop that run, man. I mean, you just got to look at your your secondary and say, look, you know, Jeff Okuda, Omani, you know, you guys got to do your job, you know, you got you got to put work on these guys, you know, try to lock them down, and we they they just got to stop the run, man.
2: Is this the game you play majority man coverage or majority zone coverage?
1: I don't, I don't know. I still play. I still play. I still mix it up. You don't want to go. You don't want to go. You know, full. They don't want to go back. To full cover one mm-hmm. majority of the time, I don't think that's the that's the move. Especially that, when you don't have, especially when you don't have a cover safety right now. I don't know. Yeah, like, are you gonna trust Will Harris covering, covering a, a a running back or a a tight end right now?
2: Yeah, and these receivers are tough as well. Just, Justin Jefferson's really good. Thielen's really good, and then the tight ends like Irv Smith will he could carve you up if the, if he needs to, you know. Yeah, so,
1: and and the the, the Lions' killer, um, Rudolph, like he always, yeah,
2: Kyle Rudolph always ha- ends up having a pretty big game. He'll have a quiet season, but then he'll play Detroit and just
1: have a pretty you know. solid game. Yeah, yeah so we got
2: you got to pay attention to him too. Yeah, I mean, for as much as the Minnesota Vikings team has been like, they have good players on this offense, and that's always been one of the strengths. Is you know the skill players they have on offense, like you have a really good receiving core. You have a very good running back room. Just like so you you're saying just let Kirk Cousins throw the ball. That's that's your plan. You're forcing Kirk Cousins to pass the ball.
1: I think he's I think he's I think he's bad.
2: Yeah. I know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and there's something that I even said from last year. Even though he had a terrific year, he looked amazing last year. I was like, don't trust it. It's, he's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like I'm like he's just a guy that's like bro, like I don't know, like when you put a little, throw a little pressure on him, it's like he does the dumbest stuff.
2: Yeah, he's made some stupid decisions. I was watching the Falcons game. When we were when we were watching the Falcons. <laughs> he's about the
1: the very first play, first interception, the very the very first play, <laughs> first the
2: first attempt. Like that's a mistake that like high school students can't make. He's in that he's a pro. He's an NFL athlete, and he's making mistakes like that. Like, <laughs> dude, like. my! Like, a high school quarterback can't make decisions like that. Like, that's just... You can't do that type of stuff.
1: Yo, uh, that's Kirk Cousins. I mean, I don't know. So we'll see.
2: I feel like we need to post a video of this so people know what we're talking about. Like, that video. I mean, like, that clip in general is just... I don't know, man. I mean, like, it was satisfying because we're Lions fans and, like, screw Kirk Cousins, screw the Vikings. But, like, if you're just, like, a football fan, that's just... It was cringe. It was really cringe. It was Mm -hmm. just disgusting. But... Yeah, it bothers
1: me in the past that like, we couldn't beat this guy. Like, what's Kirk Cousins' record against us?
2: So he went two and zero against the Lions last year. Twenty eighteen, he went two and zero against the Lions. Twenty seventeen. When did he when did he join the When did he join the Vikings? Twenty seventeen. Seventeen.
1: So he's is he six and no nine? no, no, no sorry sorry eighteen
2: eighteen seventeen eighteen kidding, you know. So, so, so is he four and zero.
1: He's 4-0 against the Lions. And it, 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 it irks me. It irks me that we're that he's 4-0 against us. Wow. Because he's so bad. An interesting stat. <laughs> yeah, it, it just irks me. Like, have you ever, like, <laughs> you hear him say hike? Like, have you heard, have you heard that yeah, play? Sounds like, sounds like Mickey
2: Mouse.
1: How do we lose this guy? <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, man. But, but I understand in the past why we were unable to beat him. Because they had this, their defense was, they had one of those defenses, you know. One of those
2: games where they had 10 sacks on us. Remember those, the game Mm -hmm. we tried at Golden Tate? Bro, that was was nightmares. I
1: felt uh, felt so bad for Stafford that game. But I don't want to go too much into the past, but uh, their offense does not, I mean, they have good receivers. They have a top running back the way our running defense has been playing the past was it three weeks or three, three weeks, weeks, right? Three yeah. three weeks. I feel I feel comfortable. And I think I'm looking at this game like this is a test right here. Like if we could hold Delvin Cook to twenty rushes, sixty yards, or twenty rushes, fifty something yards, I think we could all look at look at ourselves and say, yo, this defense is legit.
2: Yeah. No, definitely. I think we
1: I think we could honestly say that. If, if we hold we hold Dalvin Cook to, to 60 yards, I think I think you know our defense is legit.
2: Yeah, no, and definitely. I mean, we'll get into the offense when we start talking about that, but this is a game where the Lions should be on the field more on the offensive side of the ball. Like you're not playing in Indianapolis Colts defense this week. So the Lions defense didn't get their kudos. I don't think they deserved last week. They got bashed by the national media or, you know, just the media in general. They got bashed because they got 34 points and it just didn't look pretty on the stat sheet. But, you know, people don't look at the time of possession and stuff like that and, like, scenarios that the Lions defense had to go in the field. So the Lions this week, their defense could get more kudos. We'll get into when we break down the Vikings defense and the Lions offense, but this could be a week where the Lions defense gets more kudos. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you a question. If you were, you know, say if you're the OC for the for the Minnesota Vikings, you were the OC. Yeah. How would you attack this Detroit Lions defense? Will you say we're going to run Delvin Cook, or will you say, shit, Phillip Rivers threw three touchdowns against these guys. Phillip Rivers threw what what was the percentage? Like he had a very crazy high percentage against us last week. Yeah. We 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 tell. Will
2: your game plan be? To have Kirk Cousins sling it around? I mean, I'm going into the game and testing this Lions run defense to start the game. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove that like maybe we're like if, if they're frauds or if they're legit, I'm gonna definitely test that first. They're gonna test it, which is understandable and I something I would do. So they're gonna test that run game and you're like, oh, I have Delvin Cook. He just came off a four touchdown game. Yeah, so I'm gonna test it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I I'm I'm starting off the run game if I'm the Minnesota OC. If that doesn't get opened up, then I start to open up Kirk Cousins, let him pass the ball a little bit more, get creative with some, you know, nice receiver. Uh, you know, setting up my receivers and my tight ends open because the Lions, you know, they've had a tough time with tight ends this year. So, you know, maybe I, I look to get like Kyle Rudolph involved. Maybe I look to get Irv Smith more involved. But I'm definitely starting off with the run game and testing this Lions run defense to see if they're legit.
1: Yeah, and also what we've been struggling with in is the running backs out of the backfield, man? The, the, yeah. The, the catching passes and the swing passes, or them just catching passes. Like, who, who, it? I forgot the guy's name last week. They Hines. killed us. Hines. Yeah. He straight murdered us in, out, the, out of the backfield just in the passing game. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they don't, you know, use Cook.
2: They don't that really, way. They don't really have, they don't really have a guy like that. I was going to say, like, Nyan Hines is like a small little athletic dude. They don't really have that guy. Yeah, like, a, I mean, Amir Abdullah probably be the closest guy.
1: Yeah, but they had they had Cook. They have yeah, cook. I mean. and cook they cook like it. last week. I like, I saw him take a screen, and, and and take you know go take it to the house with with a screen. So hopefully they don't throw too many passes to those guys. I, mean, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean that, that's a. Good, I mean I'm looking to get the rubber out <laughs> and you know install yeah. this offense again. It's just a dink and dunk pass like for Kirk Cousins, and it's not a difficult pass for him. So. You know, it's easy on the quarterback. So that's something I would obviously look if I'm an offensive coordinator against this line's defense because they have had a very tough time with the pick routes and the rub routes and like just slant routes in general. So that's something I'm definitely testing out to start the game and the run game, obviously. That
1: that was our problem last week. A lot of miscommunication. All that stuff could be fixed with communication, but they just.
2: They have the minutes. And that that has to do with Justin Coleman returning for his first game since week one. So he has another game under his belt this week. So there's that. But then you're losing another big guy, potentially Tracy Walker this week. So
1: yeah. But don't worry, man. I think we'll be fine with Will Harris. I was just joking. (laughs) I was just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, I'm confident Will Harris.
2: Yeah. Let's see. Legit, legit. I'm legit. I'm confident with Harris sometimes. So what's your ga- what's your game plan for the Vikings OC?
1: The Vikings. If I was the Vikings OC, I mean, you 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 hit it perfectly. I mean, yeah, definitely test the running game, but then I would let Kirk Cousins go to work. If that was me, I'll let Kirk Cousins go to work because of what Philip Rivers was able to do to us last week. And it's not necessarily hitting your receivers because the receivers didn't do shit. Yeah, the receivers don't really do much, but if you hit your tight ends, your, your your running backs, and get everybody involved, test the Lions' linebacking core and coverage. That's what I would do.
2: So, Deron Harmon, after that Colts game, said those were the best tight ends they've played all year. Do you think these tight ends that we're playing this week are even better?
1: He's like, he like said those are the best tight ends we played all year. Well, I think yeah. we might have a point.
2: We Where haven't we play? really played. We haven't played any good tight ends. I, I thought about it. Because in the Chicago game, we played Jimmy Graham, which is like whatever. He had a pretty solid game versus us. Green Bay, obviously, has zero tight ends. Arizona doesn't have a good pass-catching tight end. New Orleans, Jared Cook was out. Jacksonville, Tyler Eifert was out. Atlanta, Hayden Hurst, okay. And then Indy. Indy has Trey Burton. They have Jack Doyle. And I'm missing one. Who's the other guy I'm missing? Doyle, Burton. I can't think of him. But... They have another tight end. I can't think of them, but they have another tight end.
1: No, this one, this 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 I think Rudolph and and, and Smith. Earth. Yeah, Smith or or Smith. I think I think they're better. We'll see. We'll see, man. I hope they don't do too much damage on us.
2: Yeah, so that's gonna be interesting. Alright, you wanna take a quick commercial break and then we'll break down this Lions defense or is this Lions offense versus Vikings defense? Yep. Alright, let's do it.
1: Plus, Indeed provides you powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely results in hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed's going to give you the important hire you need. Just like they have over the three million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Football is back in full swing. You might not be in a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going an extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship features all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all their great sign up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
2: All right. We are back. Let's talk about this Vikings defense versus this Lions offense. First, let's get into their defense and yep. then we'll talk about the game plan. Yep. So to start off with their first defensive end spot, we have Bifadi Igbihani. The other defensive tackle spots, we have Shamar Stefan and Jalil Johnson. The backups are James Lynch and Armand Watts. James Lynch was the defensive tackle prospect I liked a lot coming out of Baylor. Their other defensive end spot is Jalen Holmes. Their linebackers are Eric Wilson and Eric Kendricks and Troy Dye, another rookie out of Oregon. And then Anthony Barr is out for the year. Ben Gideon's also out. Their corners, this is going to be something to monitor going into the game. Cam Danzler hasn't participated the last two days. He was their initial starter. Now you're maybe potentially looking at a guy like Chris Boyd to step into that spot. And their other starting corners, Holton Hill, He's been out the last two days, so that's going to be something to monitor. I, uh, it looks like they might need to promote somebody for this game off their practice squad, which I don't have on top of my head. Who would that be? Because they have Jeff Glandy. He was their rookie, but he's been more of a nickel corner for them. So as far as their outside corners, did they pick something. up something. Did they pick up Chris Jones? They did pick up Chris Jones from the Lions. So yeah. maybe he, he might start. But he's like a nickel corner too. So, these outside. I mean, maybe they shift. Jeff what Gladney about outside.
1: um? I'm just looking at. I'm just looking at depth chart. Um, I don't really know too much about like Harrison Hand. Do you know him? Harrison Hand, Jeff
2: Glenny. I know Jeff Glenny. He's he was their rookie. He was their rookie coming out of TCU. Is he is he potentially going to start? Is he he, out? he already starts? He he plays at the nickel.
1: Oh, he plays at the nickel.
2: So he could maybe shift to the outside. He's playing the outside in, in at college. I don't know what they they were doing with him in training camp and stuff. So that's something to monitor. Yeah, I mean, this is he was their first round pick. So I don't know. That's yeah, gonna, this
1: is this this is a really bad week for Kenny Gallagher to be out. Man, he would have a fuck. He would have a field day against these guys.
2: Yeah, and then their safeties are obviously really good. They have Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris, which we know about. So
1: yeah, look at this, look at this depleted secondary, man. Watch what the fuck Devil does against them. I just, I just, I just know it. I just.
2: I mean, if there's any other week to run up the a gap, this is the week.
1: Yeah, man. But they, they don't have
2: that that true run stuffer.
1: Still, man, they need to attack the secondary, bro. No, I these, guys
2: doo-doo. I agree, <laughs> these guys
1: and, are doo doo.
2: I agree, hundred percent.
1: These guys
2: are. I mean, Jeff Glenn is going to potentially be their number one starting corner. He's a rookie, and he's been <laughs> essentially out of the nickel this year, so. Yeah, I, I don't know, man.
1: That's what, man, Safford don't really need to practice. Yeah. need really to practice against the secondary. I mean, it is what it is. Just, it's, uh, yeah, man, this defense is, this, this defense, man.
2: No Yannick Ngakwe. no Daniel Hunter. Daniil I mean, Daniel the, Hunt, Daniel Hunter's out.
1: Yeah, there, there's no excuse for us to not be able to do whatever the hell we want to do offensively with this defense.
2: Yeah, I mean they they could essentially if Stafford
1: plays, I, I, let me put it out. If Stafford plays,
2: yeah, no, that's that's a big yeah. If he plays, I mean they could essentially do whatever the hell they want against this Vikings defense. Whatever
1: they want, you could run pass, do whatever you want. If you want to do run run
2: pass, Bevel, this is your this is your week. As I told you, if there's any other week to attack <laughs> the A gap, this is the week to do if it. If it if I mean, if you
1: if you want to run run pass this week, I mean go right ahead, man. This this is your week.
2: Yeah, I mean. I I think Lions offense could do some damage here. I mean, they could. This is they a week can. for them to get going. They need to get going.
1: They can. And this is this is a good week that you know, without Kenny Galladay, the young guys could build some confidence. You know, they make some big plays, build their confidence. You know, try to get Cephas out there, have Cephas make a couple of plays, maybe give him a touchdown. You know, get him out there, build his confidence. Marvin Hall. I mean, this is a guy who's just he's just hungry for plays.
2: I was going to say that. He
1: wants, who, he wants the opportunity.
2: Who is the starting outside receiver alongside Marvin Jones? Is that Marvin Hall or Cephas?
1: I don't I don't, I don't know their mindset, bro. So I don't know.
2: Like, I know last week when Galladay went out, obviously, they went to Hall. But Cephas
1: wasn't activated. He was the only option. Unless they yeah. put Danny Amendola there.
2: And they're not putting him in the outside. And they're
1: not putting him in the outside.
2: So, yeah. So, I mean, it's probably... I mean, maybe we see some week one, week two stuff where we saw with Cephas.
1: It's I mean, to be for the outside, I mean Marvin Hall, he's just a small guy for me. I'm not a, I'm not that type. I don't really like small receivers on the outside. I, I really I like, you know, the small receivers to be in the nickel, you know. But I don't know, man. He he did well last week.
2: Yeah, and the giving up I mean you could say he did he made the nice big play, obviously at the seventy five yard play. So. I would just I will just switch him in and out, switch him and Cephas in and out. That's what yeah. I'll do. I mean, I, I actually expect that happening.
1: Cephas, I mean, Cephas, he showed me week one that he could get open. The Man had ten targets week one as a you know rookie first game, and he was the only receiver that Stafford was trusting. Yeah. That game, he gave him ten targets. Marvin Jones was out there. Marvin Jones didn't get ten targets.
2: Yeah, he wasn't separating. Cephas,
1: he did, was separated. He he, Cephas was he was getting open, but his problem was he wasn't catching all the balls, he wasn't catching the balls
2: yeah I so mean, th- it's going to be interesting because we haven't seen him in six weeks now so we're, we're going to see his development for our first eyes almost essentially this week.
1: yeah, I mean we'll see we'll see yeah. I'm, I'm I'm confident I'm just confident in Cephas. I, I think he could be a really good uh, a really good player.
2: So, for the running back room, I mean, is this we're saying you could test the gaps? This is not really a week where you want to run on the edges. This is really a week where this is Bevel's forte is running up the A gap. Is it AP? I guess. I mean, like, that's I what mean, you if you ask right?
1: me, the thing is, yes, AP, he runs up the A gap. Whoopity whoopity do, you know? Yeah. But for me, I think Swift does everything at a high level.
2: No, I agree. Play, he does saying... everything
1: well. He does everything well, I'll say. Um, He could run in between eight gaps, too.
2: No, I I definitely agree with that. I'm just saying what we're expecting or projecting. Like, is this like more of an AP kind of game? I would hope that, like, I want to see, me personally, I want to see less of AP, man. Now, everybody, I think, wants to see less of (laughs) AP in this fan (laughs) base. Yeah,
1: man, I mean, I I respect the dude. I'm I'm happy he's here. It's fun that, you know, we get to see Adrian Peterson in Hala Blue. I think it's fun, you know, but... Shit, we drafted him second round, bro. Give this kid some. Let him start a goddamn game.
2: Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of former Vikings in this game. We got Everson we Griffin. Sure, we sure do. Making his debut, J. Ron Curse. sure and we do. And Adrian Peterson, now. Yeah,
1: and they all want. They all. They all want to. They all want to make a statement.
2: Especially Eg, man. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see his video press conference
1: today? I I did not.
2: He said. Mike Zimmer called him a good player and Everson Griffin was not satisfied with being a good player. He said, I'm a great player. And he, he's like, Mike Zimmer is a great coach. And you, that's something you just need to check out. If you want to get excited, watch on Sunday morning. watch Everson's Griffin press conference with the media today. <laughs> it, it, it'll pump you up, dude. It's like it was exciting. It was what, really exciting.
1: What were what you projected for him? You know, this is his first game back, first game in, in Detroit. Against his former team, what are you? Where's your expectations for him?
2: I think the workload is is going to increase way more than we expected when we first traded for him with no Trey Flowers now. So, yeah. I mean, this is I mean he knows these tackles. He went against these tackles every day in practice last year. I mean, not just last year, the last couple of years. You know, with Riley Reef and Brian O'Neill, these guys aren't new tackles. Yeah. So he's he's went up against these guys in practice every day. He knows everything about them. So if this if there's any week, Everson Griffin is gonna go off for the Lions. I think this could be the week that Everson Griffin goes off.
1: Yeah, I, I did call. I did call a force uh, a force that game
2: against we the Vikings. For him?
1: Yeah, yeah. As soon as we trade for him, I'm not. I'm not sure it's gonna be this game, but we play him twice. We'll see how it goes. But he knows these. He knows these guys.
2: You know, like how being traded is just like such a hard adjustment for the players. Obviously, going into a new scheme, going to a new whatever. This is like the perfect game you could ask for Everson Griffin to be his first game. It's almost like a practice for him.
1: Yeah, I I know this was the dream scenario for him to play his first game being traded. This is like a dream scenario for him to play against your former team. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean, man, I wonder like like I know he wants to get to Kirk Cousins so bad.
2: Oh, hundred percent. I know he wants to prove a point to Mike Zimmer. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> he made it. He made it clear today. He wants to prove a point to Mike Zimmer. But yeah, for the Lions' offense. I mean, this is a week where you just be creative, obviously. Like, that's something that they just have lacked completely this year is being creative on offense. So, you know, what could they do this week? I'm not going to lie. I'm not the most confident in this this offensive game plan because they haven't shown us anything this year.
1: Yeah, they don't do shit.
2: They need to attack the secondary. They need to get the run game going. I mean, this, this is, is the, the
1: obvious. This is the obvious stuff. Yeah. This is the obvious stuff. Now, let's see if they make it harder than it is. Because This a, is obvious stuff. Attack the secondary, run the goddamn
2: ball. Like watch them like start attacking the linebackers. Like their biggest <laughs> their strongest seal on the Vikings defense is their linebackers. Watch us like start picking on their linebackers or something like that. Or like try to pick a Harrison Smith or something like that. Like go watch that happen.
1: Uh,
2: fucking double man. They'd be like, oh, oh, Harrison Smith's on the field. Oh, let's try to let's try to beat him. Let's not try to beat whoever the hell's playing corner right now. No, let's try to be. Let's try to be
1: Harrison Smith. <laughs> I, I just think they're gonna try to be. I think they'll do something and try to be too cute with it. I think they're gonna do try to just do something extra when they didn't need to do that shit. Yeah, like, like third, like, they might like it might be like third and one when it's third and one and you just need to just yeah, this is your time to run, age peace piece and run up the a gap. This is this is your play. This is what you're supposed to do. But it's watch, you're gonna do something stupid like running like a goddamn reverse or something, and lose yards. Like they're gonna do something out of control this game. Like I, I already know it. Bevel does it once a game. We'll see.
2: This is the game though. You want to stay on the field. Obviously, like every game, you want all the time possession. That's not even a, that's a given, right? But when you're playing a Minnesota Vikings offense like this, you want to stay in the field because you know Delvin Cook, damn well, is gonna take up this time with him just running the ball. So. Yeah. That's a given. You want to stay in the field. It can't happen what happened last week. That's what lost you the game. Where
1: do you rank rank this defense? Like, to the teams that we played. The Vikings defense? Yeah, this defense right here. So say they're out there, they're two corners, and it's just this Vikings defense.
2: This is like, as as equivalent, I think, to Jacksonville. I
1: think it's equivalent to Jacksonville?
2: Yeah, maybe a, a better pass rush, better linebackers, but... Yeah, no,
1: you talking, talking about Jacksonville is a better pass rush and better linebacker, right?
2: No, I'm saying Minnesota. I think is a better yeah. pass rush. I mean, really? Stafford had all day in the pocket versus Jacksonville.
1: I know, but it, oh yeah, just call was what's his name was out that game.
2: Josh Allen.
1: Josh Allen was out that game. That that that's right.
2: So if I had to compare, I think. But don't,
1: didn't didn't they still have um forty four? What's his name? Forty four. Miles Jack. Yeah, Miles Jack. Was he saw? Yeah, there?
2: he was. I mean. How much did you expect one guy to do, though? You know, I don't
1: know. But who the fuck does who's here?
2: Who's the who's a linebacker? Oh, Kendricks. I mean, they have good linebackers there in Minnesota. Bars out, obviously. Bars
1: exactly. Bars bars gone. I mean, Eric Kendricks is good.
2: Eric Wilson's okay. Eric Kendricks really good. Their safeties are really good.
1: Yeah, their safeties are really good. So okay,
2: but, but so you give you compare the it to four is just not good. Yeah, it's terrible.
1: So you're comparing them to Jacksonville. Not the Saints, because the Saints were pretty – I mean, they they held us in check, but – That's a team that could
2: stop the run.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they still <laughs> they were able to stop the run. That's right.
2: I mean, remember that was the game plan we said we can't do versus the Saints is run the ball, basically? Yeah, we were supposed
1: to just pass because – yeah, the corners. Yeah, yeah we couldn't. And they doubled the outsides, and that was a wrap. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, you probably – so, this is – you. I guess we can – say that this is the second worst defense we probably played.
2: Yeah, I mean Atlanta's defense is not all that great. We had some tough times with them, but I think they're better than they're better than Minnesota. But I wouldn't say much better. But okay. and, and Detroit had a, kind of a tough time versus that Minnesota defense. You know, they had some weird disguise blitzes that got Stafford and the offensive line, so I'd say Jacksonville and Atlanta if I had to compare. Okay. This is not Indy. This is no. not... Thank God. Yeah, this is not Chicago. Thank like, God. Oh, uh, man. It, it's not like that. We haven't really played the greatest defenses, if you really think about it, this year. We besides, played, for
1: we, we played Indy. I think they're played, number
2: two. Yeah, no, besides for Indy and Chicago, but, like, we've played some pretty bad defense. Like, Green Bay's not a good defense. Run defense, I should say. I mean, their defense oh, is, like, Lord. okay. I,
1: I'm just waiting for the next preview for that, for that game, so we just talk about their defense, but... Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, but that indie defense that we played last week was oh, really, that's, really
2: tough. That's a speedy defense, man. So.
1: All right. So what's next we have? We're going to our... your predictions. let do predictions?
2: Yeah. Should I, should I uh,
1: cue the, the Fox music? Cue the Fox music,
2: baby. <laughs> cue the Fox music, baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's read off the records and read up how you guys can vote for this. So this is... A little different than the electional vote. You don't go to a poll. This is as simple as going on your smartphone and going to the Pride Podcast Instagram page and clicking. What team you think is gonna win? And All right. I'm also
1: putting. I'm also putting it on Twitter too, man. So that yeah, do it, you could do it on Twitter too. Okay, you're doing it on Twitter too. Okay, that's yeah. at the
2: future now. Okay. Yeah. So we used to be just on strictly Instagram. Now we're on Twitter at the Pride Podcast. So uh, the records are. I'm sitting at four and three at number one. Malcolm and the listeners are tied for number two is sitting at three and four. And then sitting at two and four, which is a very bad record. That's worse than the Lions record, which is not good. We'll read off Pierre's predictions first because he's not here with us. He actually has the Lions winning this game 24 to 20. And I don't know if you read his bold prediction. He kind of stole I did. it. I he didn't. kind of stole it. Three sacks by Everson Griffin.
1: Oh three sacks. Very nice. <laughs> what are you bore right <laughs> now? Um yeah, that's good.
2: So I here's, like it. So he has Alliance winning by four points and EG getting three sacks, so See.
1: That's See that's, there we go. There you go, Pierre. Show you show what a bull prediction is, man. There we go. Because he could have said right. some shit like 18, 18 sacks.
2: That's if you guys have been <laughs> listening long enough that is something you <laughs> would say. He would say like Will Harris would have like 10 interceptions in this game or something like that. And then he would just like we're like drive and say like, oh that's it's bold, it has to be bold, like really bold, like something that's not gonna happen. <laughs> so oh man. Yeah. I love okay. it, I love it, I love it. Welcome, what do you got this week?
1: Alright, so I'm gonna go what, what did he say? He say twenty four twenty? I almost say I'm gonna say twenty one seventeen. Detroit? Detroit.
2: Dude. <laughs> so you are so gonna have in like a, a little defensive sluggish
1: battle. Um, I the thing is, I do I will say that I I was winning like majority of the game, but then I think it's gonna force Kirk Cousins to throw the ball. I think he's gonna have some success towards the end. I don't think it's gonna be enough, and I think that's what's I think that's why we're gonna win. Okay. Um, as for a bowl prediction, let's say bull prediction. Um, let's go Dalvin Cook held under 50 rushing yards.
2: That's very bold. Okay. I actually, I've been thinking about this one. Like, you think it'd be an easy decision, Lions versus Vikings. Like, that should be a given for the Lions. But, like, I don't know, man. I'm just not confident this Lions team this week versus the Vikings.
1: Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, am I able to switch if Stafford doesn't play?
2: No. <laughs> these, are lo- these, these are locked.
1: These are locked. These are
2: locked. Yeah, I mean, you didn't make me switch from the same I mean, end up working in my favor, but you didn't make me switch from the same <laughs> <laughs> so These are locked. Damn, man. Because I, have, I. Uh...
1: Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, let's lock it in.
2: Okay. I'm gonna choose the Vikings in this game. Honestly, I think the I think it's gonna be tough with this Lions run defense, even though they've been playing pretty well the last three weeks. I think Delvin Cook, and I think these receivers are really talented. I think they're going to give us some problems. The Vikings offense, yes. Safer and this is your this is your game to maybe take advantage of the standings. This yes, I'm, I'm yes, I'm excited. Yeah, pick the Vikings, buddies. So, I'm picking the Vikings to win this game, and I'm just not Daryl Bevel, man. He scares me with his offensive creativity, and I just don't know if, if he's going he to pick fucks this game up. <sighs> <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, dude. I'm, I'm taking the Vikings to win this game. I'll choose 28 to 21, Minnesota winning this game by a touchdown. So, add. twenty-one.
1: add. Wow.
2: And as far as a bold prediction, I didn't really even think about this. That This is very unprofessional. I'll say Quintez Tifis gets two touchdowns in this game.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah, that blows us up, because we don't know what that motherfucker's even going to play. Uh,
2: yeah. So, honestly, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say Quintez Cephus because he's touch something in this game.
1: No, hopefully, yeah, he should. He should play. Hopefully, yeah, play playing time. He should. He should. He's yeah.
2: definitely gonna be. He's definitely gonna be active. Right, one hundred percent. I mean, because Agnew's gonna probably be out, and then obviously Galladay's out. So yeah, I'm
1: thinking. I'm thinking. Like, should they? They, might, they might promote, promote
2: like uh, Tom Kennedy. you could think about TK, yeah, well, that's possible. Maybe wow. the they might go another tight end like always, like Isaac Nato.
1: Promote?
2: I, yeah, I mean, they've been doing it the last three weeks. So, oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, my,
1: my, my thing is if something happens to Danny during that game, because Danny, he's a bit fragile, you know.
2: Yeah, he's dealt with some injuries this year. Yeah, I mean, that, the, I wouldn't be shocked to see a guy like TK get promoted. The Lions actually send a tight end this week to the practice squad. I don't know if you remember Remember Kyrie, Kyrie Lee? Nope,
1: do not remember Kyrie Lee. Well,
2: he's back with them, and we all, we also have Victor Bolden on the practice squad, so maybe. Oh, Victor
1: Bolden, yeah, I remember him.
2: Yeah, well, Kyrie Lee was a couple of years ago, so yeah, I I. I oh, they you're... could
1: they they could promote Victor Bolden. Is Tom Kennedy still in the practice squad?
2: Yeah. Yep. T.K. and Bolden are the only receivers we have on the P squad.
1: They need to promote Tom Kennedy, man. I feel bad for that guy. Yeah, I mean he's making a paycheck. <laughs> he is. He is.
2: So, but yeah, no, I mean, that, that might be a guy, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I think that's actually very realistic. We see a receiver get promoted on Sunday or Saturday, four o'clock, like always. Um, I, I could see that. I could definitely see that happening.
1: Yo, yo, speaking of that, a lot of people shout you out that day, man, because they was like, yeah, damn, they called it. They're like, yeah. yeah, he called it four o'clock on the dot. <laughs> I told you, they, man. They, 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 they. <laughs>
2: Coleman was active from the yeah. IR. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, four o'clock. It'll be like four oh four sometimes, but like it's usually around that four o'clock range. If you guys are looking for inactives, eleven thirty on the dot as well. So that's something 11, to 11 Eleven thirty on the dot. A.M. on Sunday. So Sunday. Okay. If you guys are curious about inactives. What? Yeah, you know, yeah. That's something to definitely keep an eye out for. Is the receivers? I think they they could promote one of those guys potentially. So something to also notice. They they signed running back Jonathan Williams back on the fifty three man roster. He's an eligible to play this week as well. So, we'll see. Yeah, if uh,
1: another guy to take carries away from Swift, I guess. I like. W- what am I supposed to say about this?
2: I'm just saying he could potentially be activated. The two
1: people that need to get the, the two people that need to get carries is is, is, is Swift and and on Johnson. Has
2: on Johnson got a
1: carry in the last two weeks? No, he got a screen and he got a touchdown yeah, pass. I was, to I was on. happy for him, but he needs like, like. Come on, man.
2: Yeah. I mean, he looked good in week two when they played the Packers. He, they gave him that first drive. He, he, he drove down the field and got touchdown.
1: He can't be that hurt. That yeah. They can't give him one goddamn
2: carry. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him and what they're thinking. I don't know, man. That's the only thing I'm scared about this game. That's the reason why I'm choosing the Vikings to win this game. This offensive creativity this year has just been bad, very bad. Go ahead and say it. What's that? Fucking bevel, man. Oh, fucking Bevel. Yeah, I'll say it fuck myself. Fucking Bevel, man. He's the get, one that's doing this shit. Get the hashtag going. Fucking Bevel. Fucking Bevel, bro. This better not be saying on Monday. Like, we better not be saying any of this on Monday.
1: Oh, I better not, bro. Because Bevel, boy, if you fuck this game up,
2: <laughs> you can't, you can't, if you messes this game
1: up, man. This is his former team as well. This is another uh, homecoming. Yeah, man. Bevel, man. Yeah. Do right, man. Do, man. Shit, I don't even know, man. This, this, is, this is ended. It, just, it,
2: just, it gives you a headache talking about Daryl Bevel. Fucking Bevel, bro. <laughs> all right, guys. On that note, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Pride Podcast. We'll be back on Monday to recap the Minnesota Vikings, and that episode will be dropped on Tuesday. So that game is going to be a big determination of emotion. It's going to either be very exciting or very depressing. I'll just leave it at that. So, Hope you guys all enjoyed. If you guys can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, it's always appreciated. And on that note, I'm out. Peace.
1: All right, y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. It's your boy Malcolm. I'm out. Peace.